This is Simplistic Sit Down. Hey everybody, this is Matt from the Simplistic Reviews Podcast, and I am joined by a uh, probably the biggest crowd of people I've ever had in the Zoom room before with me. Uh, sorry, I couldn't be there in person, or you guys couldn't be there in person with me, but I pretty much the entire cast, crew, creative direction for the uh, new uh, anthology that just premiered at the Brooklyn uh, Horror Film Festival this year, uh, Symphony. So I appreciate every single one of you guys joining me far and wide. I think we have representation from the west coast midwest east coast uk everywhere in between so i appreciate you guys some of you guys staying up very very late to do this with me and uh, some of you probably just waking up from a nap maybe or something like that so <laughs> well um i'll uh, get to start well how about everybody just kind of introduce themselves i know we have a lot of people here in the room and on this uh, interview so i'll i'll shut my mouth and let you guys do the introductions uh, so if you want to start jason by all means Sure. Uh, my name is Jason Ragusta. I am writer, director, and producer on Mother Love, uh, and I also illustrated the poster. The beautiful art. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Kimberly, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm Kimmy, and I wrote and directed the segment Do Us Part. Excellent. Uh, Nicole? Hi, I'm Nicole Carlson. I am the writer, director, producer of Maternally Damned. Uh, Greg? Hey, I'm Greg Green, and I uh, co-wrote and produced uh, a short called The Keeper, along with my longtime collaborator, Wes Driver, who co-wrote and directed. Uh, and we uh, we shot it in Nashville, Tennessee. So we're we're kind of representing oh. the, is that the third coast or the middle coast? I think it's that's, the third coast. That's where I'm living right now, actually. So, uh, yeah, well, hey, so it's almost like a homecoming for you on this you podcast. Might, you might so. be next door to me. Maybe. I, and I, I, I might not know it. <laughs> we're neighbors cool. and we don't quite know it. We're... <laughs> Uh, Mark, you want to go ahead? Sure. I'm Mark A. Pritchard. I'm writer and director on Limited Edition. Uh, one of the chapters that we shot in the UK, we shot it in Oxford. And uh, yeah, the other chapter was my friend Hayley Bishop. I don't know whether I'm pointing in the right direction. <laughs> this th this way. Sorry, I'm, I'm you know, down here somewhere, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Hayley Bishop. I am the writer, director and lead actor in Forever Young. And Galvin? Yes, I am uh, Michael Galvin, and I'm the executive producer, or one of the executive producers for the entire film. <laughs> Sebastian, my friend. You muted, Seb. You're just on mute, Seb. Sorry, apologies. You're good, it's fine. <laughs> I'm Sebastian Basile. I'm the other executive producer on, on the film, and also uh, wrote and co and co directed uh, the Wraparound story. So the beginning, the middle, and the ending. Oh yeah, I, I'm the other co-director. Sometimes <laughs> I forget I that. Yeah, come on, Mike. We got to give credit. You got to give credit where credit's due, right? Oh, so. look at me already failing at this. <laughs> so I'll, I'll try and keep it together for you guys. <laughs> so obviously, tons of talented, talented uh, filmmakers here with me today uh, for this conversation. Um, I, the one thing, now that we had introductions out of the way and everything like that, how did the, the premiere go at the film festival? Were, were most of you present for the premiere? Or did, okay, so what was the reaction from the crowd? Because I know film festivals have been kind of weird in the past couple years. So having full houses of people seeing a movie for the first time, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about what the reaction was, what your expectations were and everything. And I'll kind of let it be open for them, whoever wants to kind of jump in and give, give regale me with uh, what their experience was. 
Um, I think the crowd really got into it. Um, I mean, it was, you know, they're, they're obviously horror film fans. Uh, and I think they got a sense of, uh, of just what a unique project this was. And we had a nice short introduction at the beginning to let people know like, th this is a group of filmmakers who had not met, didn't know each other before this project came together. Um, and there was just, there's the, the symphony is a hundred percent horror and a hundred percent indie and and i i think the audience really dug it and i mean clearly from the the crowd reactions uh there were tense moments where they didn't want the protagonist to go into the closet and that that sort of thing so i i think they really got the dug it and then um, at the end we got to get up and do a little q a of the the creators here on the panel with me and and uh and yeah the crowd really uh, really ate it up and uh, and cheered us on so i i was really happy with it yeah, I mean, I mean, that was the the big pleasant surprise for me, you know, putting this film together is that this was the first time the film was seen in a public forum, right? So we had these private screenings for ourselves, but, you know, this was the first public screening and it was sold out on top of that. So I'm like, oh boy, like, you know, I've seen it so many points, uh, so many times I was like, I was like, is this even like scary at this point? Is this even like funny at this point? And I think to Greg's point, like uh, people were hitting, were laughing and, and making the noises when they needed to. So, you know, I was very uh, happy about this. I was like, oh, it's actually effective. <laughs> yeah, hearing uh, hearing audiences laugh and gasp in the right spots is one of those feelings that you cannot replicate. Like it, I think it made all of our nights. <laughs> My favorite yeah, were the ew, 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 like, <laughs> echoing around. I'm like, yeah, sorry, Jason. Yes. And oh, no, no problem. Um, yeah, it was because we've seen like parts of it or most of it, or even some of us have seen it a few times in the theater now, which has been amazing. But this was the first time like this particular crowd, I felt like really tuned into it. And they were just like hitting all the beats and we could we had that kind of shared experience of just kind of like vibing and like like hearing them. And then especially I remember in Kimmy's and some other ones, like every time uh, her main character kind of frowns, they they were there, like they they let out like a kind of thing. And um, I heard them do a lot of different things during mine and and all the other ones. I mean, it was really just the best kind of crowd experience we could ask for. Um, and like Mike said, it was a sold out show. They even added a second show um, that I think it happened Monday. I think that's yeah. when it happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone uh, responded accordingly to, um, you know, when it was uh, time for them to be, to gasp or to be scared and, and to laugh and they hit every mark. So, and I think as filmmakers, that's what we always want. Um, there, there was a real interesting noise that came out of uh, the short called Earworm by our good friend Stephen <laughs> Keller, who, who's not here. To, he's, he's out of the country, not on the panel tonight, but but his is particularly uh, disgusting. And people were like, oh, no, don't touch that thing. Don't touch that thing. And, and then when he got when the character gets engaged with this disgusting thing, it uh, everyone just kind of you could just hear people's stomachs turning. It's a it's a great sound. So yeah, that, that one's very effective. It's <laughs> yeah, it was, it's one of those things where you're saying like, don't do it, don't do it. And of course, you know, in order to progress this plot, he has to do it. He has so to. yeah, we won't spoil what he does, but you yes. know. Uh, <laughs> Well, um, another interesting thing with this, because uh, a lot of you guys, I'm sure you've met you've met all each other now uh, for the uh, for the premiere. But this was all done via Clubhouse, uh, the app and everything like that. Like, how did how did that work? Because it's it seems like such a interesting concept. I mean, we all go through social networks now and everything, but using a story, pretty much a storytelling app. And and I kind of say this in my review a little bit. It's almost like telling. 
campfire stories or going around the campfire and creating these like you no know, these spinning these yarns that are creepy and kind of gooey and yucky and funny and you know everything in between so how did that collaboration work even with clubhouse like how did all you filmmakers find each other in a perfect world and i guess in our connected digital world to um come up with this idea and say you know we're we're going to do something different here you know we're not we're not going to do the usual method of we have to sit in in a boardroom or a, you know a, a studio room and do ideas we're going to do it our own way and we're going to kind of do it like independent like in a, a true independent film like this uh, I yeah. mean, I always say Sebastian is the, per the perfect person to start talking about this part, right? So, well, he well, was the key know, to the whole thing. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I think it came out of maybe not boredom. Uh, Mike and I, we were planning on shooting a, a feature film and shooting it out in Tobago. And when COVID hit, um, they closed the border. And uh, there wasn't anything we could do, but at the same time, I was doing rewrite on uh, on, a, on another script for a feature uh, called Steel. And uh, I hadn't heard of Clubhouse by then, but I think it'd been open for maybe about a, or two or three months uh, before that, but I hadn't, I hadn't heard anything about it. And a friend of mine called me and said, hey, you heard of Clubhouse? And I said, no, what is that? And she explained it to me a little bit. And this was during COVID, everyone is isolated. Mm -hmm. And this was like the perfect time you get to meet people without even, you know, without knowing who they are and, 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 and what they do. And she sent me the app, but a week, a couple of weeks passed, I didn't look at it. And I was writing one night. Um, um, I, uh, no, I signed on a week later and I met a few people, then I didn't get on for maybe a few more days. And uh, one night I was uh, writing and I couldn't write. And it was 4 a.m. And I, we're in New York, Mike and I, and it was four in the morning and uh, I couldn't write. I wasn't getting anything at major uh, writer's block. And I got on the app and I ended up in a room, aside from Nicole and, and, um, and Haley, I ended up in a room with all these guys. And we're talking about, you know, the horror genre, which is, you know, my thing, our thing. It's like, oh my God, I got my people. I found my people here. And, found, your, and, found your tribe. <laughs> you know, I found my tribe. And we, um, and I mentioned that uh, we're all talking about, you know, uh, some of the horror films. And, and I'm, I'm a child of the 80s. So give me anything with John Carpenter mm -hmm. um, um, and Stephen King. And I'm good, I'm fine. And I mentioned Christine, and I said, Christine is one of, of my favorite uh, uh, horror films. And, you know, other people mentioned some other films. And, and then I, an idea popped up in my head, and I said, you know, if each one of you uh, would write a 10-page script equals to 10 minutes, and I bet you I can get my partner, Mike, um, we can find the money to produce it, half-jokingly. And it was 5 a.m., so... <laughs> Perhaps I didn't know what I was saying, um, and and I and and there was a there was a slight pause. I don't think anybody believed what I said, and then we got off, and people were like, "Yeah, yeah, that's great," and we got off at five a.m. and I went to sleep, and when I woke up at ten, I opened my email and I got a script from one of the guys in my. So in five hours, I got a script. And then I read it, and then it was good. Written by Hank uh, Pena. Saint, just, Saint Pena. Yeah, Hank, yeah, Hank it was Pena. just a fantastic uh, writer. So I called Mike. I said, Mike, so um, 
I just met these guys on Clubhouse and we're going to find money to, we're going to make their films. And Mike, he had two questions. One, mm -hmm. what's Clubhouse? And who are these people? And why are we, <laughs> and why are we making them? <laughs> why, give, why are we producing uh, films you know, with people we don't even know? Uh, where they are so i'll let mike continue <laughs> you know it was crazy i was exactly that i was like what the hell's clubhouse and then like who are these people like what do you mean we're producing these films you never know, so, know who you're gonna meet on the internet so it's like, yeah. it's like i don't know about this yet <laughs> we were very like, lucky as to who was in the room that day i'll just say that uh yeah like, we got one of the best groups of people i've ever worked with uh on this thing we've become like a family over the last couple of years and though a couple of them are absent right now, um, it's always just such a great thing whenever we're all in one place. Um, the first time was at Comic-Con. We actually got to do a panel on the film and Comic-Con at the special edition in November. And that was like, we had all been in isolation for so long and just talking through Clubhouse. That was the first time we had all these people in one place. And we had like 30 or 40 people we had never met before outside of the app in the room. And the it was like the emotions were overwhelming. It was like a family reunion. Um, and then just seeing each other in New York was that all over again. It was just so great to see all these guys. It, it really, it's such an unlikely story that all of these people would come together. Not that you'd have a group of people who love horror films, who really want to make their own films and love telling stories, but that we found each other and we like each other and and we we're able to make a, this project together that's that's you know it's going nation you know uh, continent wide i guess uh on friday and uh, and it's it's really gotten some good attention uh and it's 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 a small indie project but uh but it really just represents uh, I think the 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 heart and 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 hard work and passion of a group of people and and their friends who came together to make each individual film. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a very a, a strange, unlikely, and and really wonderful story. It's a unique way of of getting this thing done and coming together. And 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 you know, I I uh, I mean, I, I got to give it to Mike who knew nothing about Clubhouse and we still said, okay, let's, um, we should, we should uh, zoom with these people to make sure they actually will people. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's important, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not bots, they're not like weird AI mechanisms that are talking to <laughs> Yeah, um, they, they read your algorithm. It's like, this is such a big thing. I like, am like, a I real... I found my family. Yeah. Uh, well, we are real filmmakers. A very, you know, anyone who works in this industry, it's a very, uh, there's a lot of gatekeeping, right? And so, you know, because, you know, films take so much just to just get off the ground, you know, not even just all the work goes in, but, you know, the capital involved to get anything like this off the ground. And so I think the thing that was of appeal to here with this project was as the scripts were coming in and I was reading them and I was like, oh, these are actual like real scripts and like they're actually good and so and then we talked with the, the people and I'm like, oh, they're like real people and they're nice and like I just sort of was like, you know what, like this is an opportunity to not necessarily go through that sort of um, traditional way of having us package it and, you know, take it to like X studios or X distributors and sort of do it that way. You know, Seb and I sort of just had the ability, you know, to sort of green light ourselves. And we just kind of decided, you know what, let's just do it. 
you know, and like what's going to happen is what's going to happen. Um, I mean, of course, in the back of my head, I was like, it's going to happen, but you know, <laughs> uh, and we did it. And you know, the great thing is, this is where we are. <laughs> Little one, I think she wanted to join. Oh, <laughs> there you go. That's the CEO of the company. So. I was say, that's a real, that's the real talent right there. So, yeah. oh, absolutely. <laughs> He's our CEO. We live in fear every day of trying to please him. So <laughs> shoot you with that Nerf gun. I apologize. You're, you're more than okay, Seb. Um, well, I guess, and, and all the stories are, are all so unique. And that's the one thing I always love about anthologies. I, I think I was watching some, because Creepshow is one of my favorite all time. Creepshow is, Creepshow to me is, is like the high point. So unfortunately, I measure all other anthology movies to Creepshow. Uh, maybe Tales from the Dark Side a little bit. Um, you know, Creepshow 2, not so much. But, you know, I think the, some of the uh, sh those segments went on too too long. But you guys were like the perfect little, like, bite-sized little treats kind of wrapped up and everything. And they're also, you know, they're, they're fun, they're scary, they're creepy. Um, what, what was kind of like, you know, you guys all came up with your own, I mean, pretty much everybody wrote and directed everything themselves or started, I think. Haley, I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll guess, uh, you know, Haley, yours was one of my favorites personally. It's like one of these things where it's like I don't want to grow up. Um, <laughs> so it's one of those like classic stories of, and you made it so approachable. And me being born in the '80s, I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm sure my clothing was bad and everything else too. <laughs> so you know, um, so I don't know. Want to take through that that journey a little bit? I guess I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know focusing on you right now but you know yeah sure um it was uh well I wrote it in the middle of the pandemic um as I think a lot of people were doing and it was just one where I was you know of the age of moving from 29 to 30 and and kind of having this fear of growing up a bit um and then also watching a lot of my friends on you know TikTok was coming out at that time and watching a lot of my friends who were also in their um late 20s early 30s and 40s who all of a sudden started using TikTok and doing these dances. And I thought it was a like very judgmental of me, but I thought it was a bit silly um, that all these adults who are trying to mimic what these teenagers are doing and doing something that it ultimately I thought was grounded in a fear of growing up um, as well. And so I thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny if they got punished for that? And I think probably too, I was just in in kind of the horror creepy space because um, I shot host not too long before that. Uh, so my mind was just thinking of all the kinds of fucked up things that you could do, but I come from more of a comedy background with my acting stuff. So I kind of like to blend comedy and horror. And I think comedy and horror work really well together. Mm -hmm. um, there's a very fine line, I think, between laughing and crying. And and that's why, and you know, the way you tell a joke is also kind of the way you can, you can tell a scare. Um, so I think it was just kind of organically came out that I tried, you know, just very quickly thought of like, okay, what's the worst case scenario if you're going to be punished as a millennial and it would be having to go back to the 2000s and relive that terrible fashion and terrible era. And yeah, and then it just, it just came about. And like, luckily, um, Seb and Mike, like, like Seb said, I was kind of a later addition. Um, mine and Nicole's were um, after the initial group and just Mike and Seb took such a chance on me to just take put their faith in me uh and do it and i'm very lucky to that mark um pritchard got on a zoom with me because we're both in the uk and 
And I was like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't even know these people, blah, blah. And he was like, you'd be crazy not to. You have to do this. It's uh, it's the best opportunity. And these opportunities don't come around very often. And and he's right. This has like been a, you know, a game changer for myself. I think a game changer for a lot of the other filmmakers as well. Um, so thank you for the compliments. Very, I'm glad it, it struck a chord with you as uh, the fear maybe and the the comedy as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and it's one of these things. I'm, 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 I guess I'm, I'm an elder millennial at this point, so <laughs> I don't get all the trends myself. Uh, but you know, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I don't want to grow up. And would it, wouldn't it be terrible if you had to relive those awful times? Like, oh no, now I do want to grow up. These are awful <laughs> right now. I hate this right now. So. <laughs> also, Haley is probably one of the best versions of the song. I could totally hear that on the radio. Yes, like, I love that version. Uh, do I talk so about much. talk about the song uh, for for folks who haven't seen it? There's a common thread running through each one of the segments, which is this kind of creepy song, and perhaps in some ways it's behind some of the things happening. But it's a uh, yeah. Every every each one of the films. Um, you know, got to, you know, ask uh, our, our main composer for a version of the song. So like mine, mine kind of set in Tennessee was a little more of a folksy country kind of yeah. version. And Jay, Jason, what, what was your, how did you use it? Mine actually has two different ones. Uh, one is like this little weird, creepy cartoon, like squeaky high voiced version. And then there's the one that's more serious. That's like, um, um, almost like the witches uh, chanting or singing, yeah, like a, like it, a coven know. singing type thing, like that. These uh, things happen, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love and Haley's. Like Haley's was a, I, I guess, like a two thousands pop version, right? Yeah, was there like good. an artist who would be kind of similar to your version? I actually really like Kimmy's. I think Kimmy's. I, Kimmy's I, I started very, singing yeah. in my head, um, just all of a sudden, just randomly the other day, was just humming along, and I was like happening i love all of your versions but kim is my kimmy and nicole i like nicole's the, is like a jazz version yeah, yeah. With i like nicole's the jazzy like a, version that was like one of my favorite ones too it was, it was like was a lounge like, lizard yeah. kind of version fire the date with the mystery man <laughs> it was fun i mean and at the end that was one thing i really wanted to of course you know talk about with a little bit with that song because you know it's a running it's the running theme of the song and or through the through the movie and it's like fortress it's like very creepy in, in the very beginning but then you get other ones that are like oh this one's silly and crazy and everything like that so it's great combination of that one song and different renditions of it and, and yours greg i like because it was like that bluegrassy country mm. kind of like you know like very twangy type thing yes on, in so. our fortress yeah i love that <laughs> i mean do you sing it that's good. Ironic. We went to Fiverr, I think, and found a vocalist who was in Nashville, <laughs> and he sounded right for it. So, and uh, Steve has arrived. Hey, Steve. Steve. Watch out, you're muted. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Uh, sorry, in a bit of a different time zone at the moment. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I, it's a pleasant, it's a pleasant surprise, and everything like that. So, glad, <laughs> glad you're able to join us for the for the last few minutes of of, uh, of of the interview and everything. If you want to introduce yourself, of course, please by all means. Yeah, hi, I'm Stephen Keller. I'm the writer director of the uh, segment Earworm. Lovely okay. to see you. <laughs> we were just talking about you earlier and how disgusting it was, so, <laughs> but but but, but, in, but in the best way possible. So it was like, it well, was, thank it was you. Perfect. Okay. That's exactly what I was going for. So, <laughs> yeah, that's so, a, a little bit of uh, yeah. 
So a I guess the terror. I'm glad it worked. No, it, it definitely. <laughs> I, apparently, you were the one that elicited the most reaction in the theater for it. Like ah, it was a lot of that in, in, in the premiere and everything too. <laughs> he he had this reaction. Uh, always uh, good. <laughs> Stephen had a both a jump scare and a stomach turn, a stomach flip, jump scare, stomach flip. He got them both. Man, it was good. That, that's like the yeah. You see know, one more, you would have had the trifecta. If you just had to be running out of the theater screaming I'm like, "No, please, no more." <laughs> well, uh, one last thing I want to ask you guys because I did notice it, no, notice this at the very end. This said Volume One. So when can we expect a Volume Two? That's what the public wants to know now at this point. <laughs> And Michael. Okay. <laughs> Public always wants to know, huh? <laughs> well, yes. Just we one are... guy doing the interview. <laughs> yes, you know, so we are looking to go into production for the volume two next year, sometime next year. Um, you know, the thing about it is we made it a sort of a public facing contest of sorts on Clubhouse. So we actually did that last year. We were able to narrow down a good thousands of submissions of scripts mm -hmm. goes, um, into about 10 uh and you know it's exciting because it, it sort of keeps the ethos of the project right like it's all about supporting new voices uh, you know um voices that don't necessarily you know get the, the opportunity and so like this time around it, it you know, it's really wild creative that we've selected, but we've also now are pairing it up with a lot of other industry professionals that kind of help mentor and push it along. So, you know, there's folks like Josh Stolberg from like the Saw franchise. And, you know, we had Jed, who's, you know, part of Host and Dashcam and, you know, Alex Neuer and Steve Barton. So we have, we do have a lot of people on board there to kind of also give, um, give these uh, filmmakers also you know a lot of experience across the board you know along with sebastian and myself so uh it's really exciting uh if i have dmac dave mcinerney dave mcinerney yes of course uh, and so yeah we are looking to go into production you know this coming year and you know hopefully uh kind of keep it at a cadence where you can see that sooner than later Excellent. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm sure the, uh, the people who saw the premiere on the on the at the Brooklyn uh, Festival, Brooklyn Horror Film Festival, are waiting for more now. Uh, so, I got to wrap this up. But I do appreciate all you guys joining me for uh, this this big old meeting of the minds. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that you know you guys have already premiered at Brooklyn Horror Film Festival, but the actual premiere premiere for everybody to see this will be on. Uh, October 21st from Dark Sky Films. It's going to be on VOD, digital film, I guess, pretty much anywhere where you're able to find, you know, uh, if you have an internet connection, you'll be able to find the film, hopefully, uh, unless you're on 56K modems, which may <laughs> not work for you right there. Which, so. by the way, you can hear the sound of that dial-up in, uh, in Haley's short. Uh, that was the real throwback to the early 2000s right there. I actually heard it a couple of times and there was like, man, that is good. And, pain, and painful at the same time. Yeah. It's like, yes. don't pick up the phone, mom. Don't do it. Don't disrupt it. Try to download from Napster. Don't do it, please. Yeah. <laughs> it be three days to download a music video. I oh, God. It was a struggle bus right there. So, yeah. well, thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thanks so much, Matt. Uh, I really appreciate you guys jumping on. Um, this Thanks. is Matt from Simplistic Reviews. Thank you, Seb. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Haley. Thank you, Mark. Thank, thank you. you, Greg. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Kimmy. Thank you, Jason. I won't thank myself because I'm not that narcissistic. But um, this <laughs> is another edition of Simplistic Interviews, and we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening to Simplistic Sit Down. 
For more interviews, reviews, podcasts, and commentaries, visit simplisticreviews.net.